snow. All this dope I stepped on. Real get the rest gone. Then that nigga, what else you want? Power, power, respect. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Gary A. Swaby, and you're now listening to or watching The Powercast. And this week, we are recapping Power Book 4, Force, um, Season 1, Episode 3. And the, the the name of this episode is Firestarter. I'm here with Mr. Richard Bailey Jr. How are you doing, Rich? Doing good, Gary. What's up, listeners and viewers? What's up, indeed? And his, his uh, little nickname there is Liliana's ex. So, uh, yeah, that was a lot of, uh, a lot yeah, of yeah, I, yeah. I'm the reason the character has not been on power until this new show started. So, I'll <laughs> take all the blame for that. Are, are you the real reason she she left New York? Hey, 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 it could be. Yes, could be. Very possible. <laughs> <Okay>. Very possible. <laughs> cool. And we're also here with Miss Dana Abercrombie. What's up, Dana? Hello, everyone. Okay, and uh, her her name reads the difference between EBT and BET. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, but yeah, how are you doing, about Dana? Doing I'm doing good? good. I'm doing good. Excited about this. It's gonna be fun. This was a good episode. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, uh, you know, last week we had some uh, things to say about episode two. You know, uh, particularly me and Rich. You know, we wasn't. We wasn't that enthused about that episode, but this one, I'll, I'll say, you know, it was a lot better. Like, this one was actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so what we're going to do is we're going to get into our takeaway segment where we each, you know, give our personal takeaways from the episode and talk a bit about what we think um, of this episode in particular. And then, you know, after that, we'll move on to our questions and discussion segment. Um, and this week, we actually have, you know, some... some uh, questions that have been contributed by by the community the, the listeners and everything so that's pretty good you know getting that engagement in there but um you know before we get to our takeaways i just want to uh, remind everyone you know please do leave your comments um on the show you know whether you agree or disagree with us we we love to read all your comments um also you know please like the video as well you know it helps us to grow and everything and also consider subscribing if you enjoy the content um, we are going to be talking about, you know, a lot of other, you know, upcoming shows. And uh, yeah, so there's a lot of different types of content on here uh, that you guys can check out that you'll probably be interested in. Um, and then also go to the coalition.com coalition spelt with a K, because, you know, we have a lot of uh, entertainment and video games content going up there also for you guys to check out. So, yeah, uh, do your due diligence and you know help support the show the brand and everything if you enjoy this content and you want us to keep doing this you know all the time because you guys keep us going so uh yeah uh but let's get right into our takeaway segment for this week and i'm gonna go first um this time around so first of all uh let me get to jp so although i'm, I'm still a bit iffy on the jp character but like I do like that he's kind of um, he kind of gives Tommy some some purpose, um, you know, in in the city. Like he he grounds Tommy's character in Chicago a little bit, and here, you know, in this in this episode, we see that JP is he's kind of in the hole. Like he's got he's got some sort of debt he needs to pay back, and he feels a bit weird about accepting money from Tommy because you know. 
Um, although Tommy gave him a story about how, you know, he owned a laundromat and a club and everything, like he doesn't really believe that, I don't think. But but yeah, um, he feels a bit funny about accepting that wad of cash from from Tommy. And, you know, I like that because, you know, it shows that Tommy is willing to give, you know, all this work he's putting in in the streets. He's not just doing it for himself. He actually, you know, cares, you know, a little bit about, you know, his family roots and connections and everything, even though he has a broken relationship with his mother at the moment. But, you know, at least there's something there to kind of ground him and give him a greater purpose um, in Chicago. So I kind of like that a little bit. And then um, on top of that, we know that JP has an issue with his his family and his son. So I'm sure we're going to see that explored a bit more, um, especially because, you know, Tommy is actually in close contact with with the son. Like he he's around him sometimes. So um, I can't wait for that story to be kind of explored a little bit more. But but yeah, um, I, I think I'm starting to warm up on the JP character just a little bit more. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm keen to see how far they're going to they're going to push with that one. Um, I do think it's going to result in Tommy's mother making an appearance at some point, but I guess we'll have to wait and see how soon that's that's going to happen. Um, and also, I liked um, I liked the meetup. You know, the whole the whole setup and the meetup. You know, the whole setup and the actual meetup between Flynn and uh, Diamond. You know, and how how they showed like, cause, cause last week the main gripe was that it, it was kind of rushed. They, they, sh they wasn't like showing us enough of like the good, the, the key moments. Like, you know, it seemed like they cut moments out that we should have actually been seeing. But in this episode, we actually see Tommy trying to build that those connections between, you know, CBI and the Flynn family so that he can then distribute this new drug with, with Leliana. So, I like that we got to see him build and set up that meeting and then we got to see the meeting play out. And what I like about the meeting is that it kind of, it kind of built onto Diamond and the CBI and, and the Flynn family's history in the city because, you know, we've seen these characters for a couple episodes now, um, but we, we didn't, they didn't really dive deeply into the history of these characters you know we know that die uh we know that uh jay what was uh rich what's uh the brother's name again jay Janard. Janard. okay mm -hmm. we know that Janard and vic are sort of cool with each other they're cordial because you know in that first episode they were together during that deal but you know, we don't know the full extent of the history of those two families, the CBI and the Flynn family. And this this meetup kind of showed us that, you know, there is a deep history there. You know, there's been some some bloodshed. There's some bad blood between them. And then there's also the issue of racism involved in there, too, uh, which is, you know, very common with, you know, with gang culture. Sometimes the gangs are separated by race, you know. Uh, you have a lot of Spanish gangs, a lot of black gangs, a lot of, you know, Italians, Irish. So sometimes the racial element does come into the gang, you know, um, the gang stuff as well. So I like that we got to see that a little bit. Um, and yeah, I think uh, that's a, a great layer to show, especially because, 
you have the inner conflict and the CBI going on at the same time because, you know, um, the fact that the fact that Janard was actually cool with Vic a little bit, you know, maybe that will come into play later where where Diamond actually doesn't want to work with the Flins at all. But then, you know, maybe Janard will go behind his back and still set something up. You know, who knows? Like, it, there's a lot of uh, different different ways it can go because there's also conflict in the Flynn family also. So um, I like, you know, I like the layers behind that um, whole meetup and everything. And the fact that Tommy is basically right in the middle of this, you know, trying to get everyone to work together so that he has, he has like a, um, an easy flow of cash, I guess, you know, um, just by being in the middle of, of things. So that was pretty cool to see. Um, and, and I also like that, you know, although the, the meeting actually was kind of a failure, we saw that Claudia actually approached Tommy. So, you know, although things didn't work out exactly how Tommy wanted, he's still going to be sort of working with the Flynn family by way of Claudia a little bit. Although Claudia's not actually going to be running things through the family, but you know, just the association, you know, it's like, you know, she's kind of taking a step up and, you know, doing her own thing a little bit. And we know that Walter, you know, he is sick. We don't know what his fate will ultimately be, but um, the fact that she's taking her own steps means that, you know, eventually she's going to have things in place that can later on benefit the family if it all works out and stuff. So, um, I kind of like that, you know, that it's a lot of like backdooring, basically. So he he took the backdoor route to working with the Flynn family, I think. Um, and then there's also the uh, the Vic element here. Now, Vic knows that Tommy is kind of like messing with Gloria, but he's still willing to kind of work with him. And, you know, we saw there's, there's a scene in this where they get into some action as well. So... <clears throat> That makes me wonder, like, how deep of a thinker Vic is, because it's like he's almost playing a long game a little bit. Um, and I'm wondering if that's going to tie into uh, the Crooked Cop situation that he has going on, because he's paying off, you know, Crooked Cop and everything. Um, so I'm wondering, you know, if he's going to have some sort of long-term plan here, because we know he really wants Gloria. You know, he bought her... her a dead mother, a, to, uh, a new tombstone thing and everything. Like he, he's really invested in one day being with her. And he knows that Tommy's messing with her, but he also wants to, you know, leverage um, Tommy, you know, for the family business. So I don't think that he, it's pure stupidity on his part or, or pure, pure <laughs> naivety. I think he, he has some sort of long-term, plan in mind of what he wants to do um so you know i want to see if that is the case and see you know because the way the way it's perceived is that he he might be kind of slow or, or he's not as forward thinking as his sister but i think there's something there's something there there's like some sort of spark between the eyes that we're, we're just not seeing clearly enough at the moment i do think that he has some sort of plan so you know um that was cool to see with him in this episode. And then also, you know, like I've mentioned before, there's the whole, you know, um, Diamond and Jannard 
So, you know, they had a boxing fight and everything to establish who's going to take the lead. Um, but that that isn't the last we're going to see of that. And as we saw, you know, with uh, what's the name of the other character, the one with the dreads? The... I'm not sure what his name is specifically, but just say right. that he's one of the right hand men, men to Jannard. Uh, right. Yeah. So his right hand man. Yeah, we saw like, you know, he's a, uh, is that Jeremiah, by the way, like the singer? Because I thought I saw that. Uh, you know, it could be. I, I don't really, I don't follow the artist too too well, so I don't know how this guy looks. But uh, I, he, I he was in the show at, at one point in the first episode. I just don't remember which character he played. Okay, because I saw 50 Cent posted something with that, and he said um, it's Jeremiah. He tagged Jeremiah, so I'm like, wait, is that Jeremiah with dreads? I didn't know that. But um, but yeah, so like, it seems like you know, um, Janard has a plan, and you know, it's pretty crazy that you know they're two brothers, but they're beefing. Like, they, it seems like they're going to be beefing, you know, for that top spot, and that's that's a pretty drastic shift because in the first episode, um, we saw that you know they they seemed pretty cool. Yeah, go ahead. That yeah, that that is him. That's him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's him. Okay. Yeah, that they did a good job with that because I didn't even know it was him at first until Fifty Cent said it. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. well, it makes sense why he is credited in the song now, and your other boy isn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what's, what's crazy is he actually looks like Lil Durk now, like in the yeah. character. So, <laughs> so that's funny. But um, but yeah, like uh, I just find it interesting that you know because in in the in the first episode. It seemed like Janard and Diamond were very close, and um, it seemed like he wanted to look out for his brother. Now that he's home, you know, he got him the barber shop and all that stuff. But now it's like we're seeing a shift where it's like, you know, they they value that top spot so badly that they they're gonna be at odds over it. So that's an interesting dynamic to see, you know, uh, two brothers beefing, you know, for for the for the head, the top spot of the crew, and everything, and then. It seems like Jannard, you know, he's not really sold on Tommy being a part of things, I guess. So um, that's probably going to create, you know, a lot of uh, turmoil because the way it is now, it's like Diamond is sort of like that ghost role in Tommy's life a little bit. Um, So, you know, it's like in the future, is Diamond going to break away from CBI and work with Tommy? Like, you know, there's so many possibilities of what could happen there. So... You know, I like that they're kind of setting things up for that, you know, that conflict as well. So, yeah, those are my takeaways for, for this episode. Um, and, yeah, we're going to expand on some of those things a bit more in our questions and discussions. But for now, uh, I'm going to head over to Miss Dana Abercrombie. So, Dana, I know you've got loads of notes. So hit us with your takeaways. I don't have many notes, only because I can't understand what and we have screeners. We get, we see these. They're given to us on Wednesdays, and we can't. We don't have subtitles on our screeners, so I struggle a lot. But one of the mainly thing, one of the mainly, one of the main things here that is really interesting is that it answers questions, but it also leaves a lot of questions that are out. For example, Liliana, we all know that she's alive. She's dealing with this, this new brand of Coke. Um, the thing is, is that 
it seemed like she maybe have stole the coat because Tommy was like, where did it really come from? So that is a mystery that we don't know what's really about. And I'm waiting for like the big bad evil to come in and maybe Liliana may not make it through this season. I don't know, but I did like the fact that they were able to team up. Also, a really quick takeaway was I couldn't tell if Tommy didn't know how to cut coke or if he was just bluffing the whole time or he was just lazy. Another thing also, I really wanted Liliana to wear a mask because I'm like, child, it's going to get in your face and everything else. Like, you have the clothes off. I got that. But the air and the circulation is going to come in. And But it looked like Liliana really would like it if the coke came into her circulation. That would That's another thing I was wondering. I was wondering... Is she able to just sample or is she going to start getting high in her supply? Because she was like, aha, she got a little, little happy there. But she didn't go crazy with it. She asked for her bump and then she kind of wanted another bump. But it was that weird kind of pause where it was like, are you bumping too much? I wonder. So one of the big main takeaways here that I have, um, I really, really love the connection between JP. I don't like JP's name. I'm going to just call him Black Tommy. Grogu has a name. We call him Baby Yoda. So with Black Tommy and Tommy, I like their their moments together. It's like this really sweet brotherly love thing where you just forget about what's going on in the streets, forget about the gangs, the money, and everything else. They just have this really great moment where it's like, hey, I'm here. Here's some pizza. You know, and it's just I like how they're able to have this nice camaraderie with each other. Like, oh, look, that's you. And that's me over there. And it was really interesting that they were in the same house, but never at the same time. So they never knew each other existed. But I have so many questions as to how that worked. Did the other family members know the other one existed? Um, was it that, you know, when one man found out, other uh, Tommy's father, she, you know, how did that go? There were just so many questions that they left me with, with, with. But I really disliked how they're able to show that brotherly love with each other. The another thing about Samson and what was his name? Jasper, Jabari, what? Jannard. Jannard. Mm -hmm. Okay, what I like between Diamond and Bernard was that uh, I am an only child, so God bless. I don't know how brotherly stuff works. So I do know that a lot of times you get into fights and that's just a normal thing that you just do. You're under, I don't know, your brothers in that same vicinity and you fight each other a lot but I did like there were moments where it was like when they were together they was playing the baseball you know and having that little shared moment about building up the neighborhood and then it was like oh really well we're gonna fight for it and they really got into the ring and they fight for they fought for it but here's the thing that I really appreciated a lot and that came at the very tail end of the episode um um Jannard, Bernard whatever Jafari he let diamond win on purpose and that was all a ploy because what he knows is that he's going to be able to get all of his workers employees i don't know what we would call them but all of his people to work alongside of him once whatever he's plotting with the guy with the dreadlocks whatever they're plotting together he knows that his brother is going to probably end up no longer being in the business. I don't know if he'll end up taking a fall for something. I don't know if he'll, you know, end up going back to jail. But I really like the fact that it was a situation where you always have to keep your eye out. And for the overall kind of message for this was like with family, just in general, how they can be torn apart 
either through disagreements or through power struggles, hence the name of the show. Um, so we're going to have to just go with power struggles, power force, and how they're forcing themselves into power. Ah, ties in. So what I really liked about this is that it showed the dynamics of the Flynn's. You have the Papa, Papa Walter, and the kids wanting to do something different, and Walter's like, no, it's my way, my way or the highway. And even though he's losing a whole bunch of money, even though it's no longer working, He's so stuck in his ways, and it just shows that the past is holding him back from money in general and making new connections. And that whole scene with him with the black, the few blacks. So that that whole situation right there, how you think that you're holding on to some type of legacy, how holding on can actually more make you fall apart even more. And that whole thing can also look at what's going on with Diamond and um, his brother, whose name I keep forgetting. Um, Diamond, remember when we were first in the first episode, he wanted nothing to do with anything. And now all of a sudden he's just making all these plays and I'm the boss, I'm the one in command. And, and this is how we're going to do it. And how he was gone for those 15 years. So his brother had to step in and he was the one who was like, I'm the leader. I created all these connections. Look what I did. I kind of wonder if Diamond, who who stated he wouldn't want anything to do with it, but because he feels that he is, I don't, he he knows what's better, or he's been doing it for back then. He, he still has the mindset of being back in there, of the fifteen years ago. I wonder if he, how that's gonna play out, because there's a lot of things that have changed over those last fifteen years, and his brother, for example, is a part of that change. So. You have a lot of things that you have people who are kind of stuck in their own mentality and stuck in their ways, not wanting to kind of go with the flow and change things. Now, that also can kind of that explains Walter. But in a, in a way, Diamond was the one who really wanted to have the meeting as well. But he kind of knew that it wasn't going to go a certain way because of how Walter in his mentality is. And the whole thing with their argument was you can't escape your past. They refuse to let the past die. So that was really interesting with this one here. And also, Walter is still dying. He had that cough. Claudia thought that it was just, oh, it's my bronchitis. But it's not bronchitis. We all know that he's, he's dying. And I think that's kind of like the classic tale of any family story of the patriarch dies. And you have to, you know, slowly start doing things for yourself. You get that in even Disney movies when they killed Bambi's mom. He has to go out there and then fight for himself. So with him dying, I just wonder, is that further pushing his ego to not change? Because, yes, you're losing a whole bunch of money, but I'll be dead soon. So does it really matter? But then at the same way, I don't think that he wants his family to be completely destitute. And they won't be destitute, but, you know, rich man destitute. So I just really want I like the dynamics that's going on. With all of the families, you have Tommy and his brother, you have the, the Flynn's and you have the, the Diamonds, the Samson's. So that was a really great dynamic there. And kind of lastly, would Tommy and Claudia end up working together is going to be an interesting thing. And I wonder what's going to happen when Walter finds out because he thinks his daughter, you know, back in that old mentality, women can't do anything but, you know, run the books and wash the dishes. 
So I, I really want to see what's going to happen with that whole dynamic. And if dad does die before the season ends, I wonder, does that mean that the children will be fulfilled, will feel like they're more free? How does that change the whole dynamic? Because what Tommy explained is that there's the Hispanics, the blacks and the whites. Nobody mingles with each other. So if Walter dies, will we start seeing more mingling or will there be a, a complete fight for that territory? Uh, will the blacks and the whites end up fighting for that? Uh, also with the uh, Latinos. So that would be a really interesting dynamic there. And, and so far to me, I just thought it was a really good episode. I really liked what they were doing. I liked the, the team ups that were going on. And I just think that Walter is just stuck too much in his ways and he is also a racist. And also it was really interesting that he mentioned that if he backed down and actually did the deals with the blacks in the, in the Latinos, that the fellow Polacks and so many different groups, but just kind of come from the, the, the white people overall, they would figure, they would think that he is some kind of sellout. So we, I want to know how that dynamic works as well. But so far, this was, like I said, this was a really good episode. Yeah, Walter clearly thinks he's living in the 1940s or something like that, you know, like he's... He's uh, behind on the times a little bit, but yeah, uh, great takeaways there. Um, some stuff that we will definitely dive into a bit more later, but excellent takeaways. Um, and we're going to head over to Mr. Richard Bailey Jr. to get his takeaways now. First and foremost, excellent take takeaways by Gary and Dana, as always. Uh, I have three main takeaways in a couple of notes for each section. So, Let's start with uh, Tommy and Liliana and their storyline within this episode. So obviously uh, they came to an agreement that they were going to work 50-50 partnership. Initially, Tommy wanted 70-30, but he decided to work with Liliana and just keep it at 50-50. Uh, we learned that she has 10 bricks of Coke, but she was able to du double the weight because she was cooking it. And I will just say this, you know, I like that they had their moments where they had chemistry, the, the moment where they reminisced over ghosts. That was great because it showed you that, yes, even though they had their issues with each other, they still remember a time where they did work together and they were willing to put that aside so that everybody can make some money. I will say, however, that Tommy, I don't really know if he should trust Liliana because as Dana alluded to earlier, she could have stolen that product from somebody. She didn't tell Tommy where she got it. And then the other thing is, throughout their interaction towards the end of that, of the, the last time you saw her in this episode, Tommy said, oh, yeah, I'll just keep all the product here at my place. So she knows where, where, where you live at now, number one. Number two, uh, all the product is there at his place. What will stop her from, you know, going there and trying to steal it back? And then the other thing is that when they went up to meet with the Flins, she was talking to uh one of Walter's guys, I don't know who that guy's name is. You know, I thought it was Polly. I have to go back and check the name. But that guy obviously was trying to, to you know, be a little flirtatious with her. And, you know, she kind of said, hey, maybe if you shave shave your beard, maybe we, we maybe we, we can go out. My thing is, if if Tommy does decide to screw her over, she could easily just maybe do maybe work, maybe find a way to work with him or cut him into this one way or another. 
So if I was Tommy, I would not trust her 100%. I hope he knows that. Um, but we'll see what happens. Um, to stay to, to stay on Tommy for a second, yeah, as Dan alluded to, I like his chemistry with JP. We did find out that JP owes approximately $196,223. So that sounds like a hell of a lot, a hell of, a lot of money. Um, one thing that I, I do think is worth noting is that um, – you know, we don't really know too much about the debt. I I I thought to myself, you know, we haven't met the father yet either. Is it possible that some of this money is owed to CBI or the Flynn's perhaps, and they took a loan? I, I think that's something to consider because I'm still trying to piece in my head why the son shot up the bar. And, and I don't really think it's just because, oh, I know that's my father. It's probably something else related to that. But, I mean, that's just something to think about because uh, we'll see. But uh, one thing I do want to say real quick as I end this particular uh, takeaway here. Um, one thing I like about this episode is that there was a lot of great quotes and some mem- mem- some 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 things in there that I remember now. And Tommy, in this particular takeaway, Tommy had this quote about everybody's got a number so that they can breathe. I thought that was a great quote because literally everybody in this world, they have something. And if, if it's debt, obviously you have something that is you way down on your shoulders, but you know, it just knowing what it is, what the problem is you have to deal with. It definitely, it, it definitely can change your life and give you a different perspective on finding ways to take care of that problem. So I appreciate they put quote, quotes like that in here for sure. So I wanted to give them a nod for that. Uh, the second takeaway about the Flynn family, and one thing that we did see in this episode is that the police really putting the squeeze on the Flynn, the Flynn family. Uh, there was an older man that Claudia had to have a conversation with, and she threatened his daughter. Um, so that's interesting. Again, you know, it showed that Claudia, you know, obviously she did what Walter told her was to meet up with the ultimate, but she, you know, taking matters into her own hands later in the episode when she met up with Tommy. And basically, they had that conversation, which I'll get back to in a second. But to continue with the Flynn family, uh, as you alluded to, I know Gary enjoyed the scene with Vic and Tommy going to that house and having that bad uh, drug deal. That just, just the stuff like that. You know, it's, it's just very comical. You know, because this is like the second episode now we see where Tommy is is trying to do a deal and he has to deal with some really shady characters. Because in that last episode, the guy passed out after trying the product. So. It's, it's kind of crazy like that, but um, uh, yeah, and he did have a crazy interaction in the first episode too. I have to remember that. But overall, um, I thought Tommy had a good plan to try to get them together. But then you find out the history between the Flynns as well as CBI. The fact that Polly's wife, twenty years ago, she got hurt, and when she got hurt, you know, Walter and them blamed. They thought that Diamond and his crew was behind it, so they actually killed nine of his guys behind this. So, yeah, all that history that Tommy didn't really know about, he just walked right into a, you know, walk, walk, walked right into a messy situation. So, um, but again, the whole thing of when he had the conversation with Claudia, yes, a great way for them to work together. I kind of felt, however, that 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 that, that particular conversation, I didn't know if she 100 percent feels as though she's going to work with him. I know she said that she's obviously working with the, the lady who she's been dating and messing around with. That's who she wants to be her business partner. So it makes me curious to know 
I, I kind of get the sense that, yeah, she had that conversation with, with Tommy basically to tell him, oh, yeah, well, I have a new product that's going to basically be every, the product everybody's talking about. I didn't know if that meant that she said that to him as a competitive thing. Well, yeah, my product is the one that everybody's going to be talking about, or if that means that we can work together. I mean, it wasn't really clear to me yet. I think hearing both of y'all say it, it does make me believe now, yeah, it is an opportunity to work together, but we'll see what happens. But yes, one of the, again, a great quote. She said, chaos creates opportunity. See, these are great. These are great quotes. You know, I don't know who's writing the show, but some of the quotes are pretty good. So I, you know, we'll see what happens with that. But obviously they set it up perfectly. Whereas she basically is going to get her own form of power. Tommy acknowledges that she should be in a better position with her power. So I feel they are going to work together, but we'll see what happens as they start to get to know each other and get to test out this product. Because it could be a situation where if Tommy tells her about the product that they have, it's the exact same product that this girl has. And they'd be like, wait a second. So you stole this from somebody, right? That would be a messy situation. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, the final takeaway, of course, CBI. And obviously this is uh, Gary's favorite uh, crew, the entire episode. You know, Jannard and um, his boy Diamond, they played baseball. I want to give them a shout out. I really appreciate the hell out of this where Jannard is pitching and he had that Jenga Lane joke because that's a, that's a dedication to Bernie Mac, born in Chicago, one of the best comedians, at least in my opinion, that I've that I ever had the knowledge of, of seeing any of his material. Um, but yeah, I appreciate that dedication. But to continue onward, uh, they did have their little fight to determine who was going to be in charge now. I thought that was very interesting fight. Um, and then of course we find out at the end, as Dana alluded to that Jannard is playing the long game. So what I gained from this is that Jannard and, and Vic do have a, they both are in a situation where they're trying to play the long game. Obviously Vic is very loyal to his father and therefore he is not going to want to change, even though he still wants to, to, you know, please uh, Claudia, I'm going to say, uh, Gloria, he is still trying to play the long game. Whereas with Jannard, I understand from his point of view, he's been around for 15 years, building up the reputation of CBI and making them relevant while Diamond has been in prison. So I fully understand his point of he should be seen as the one that's in power. But again, what we know about Diamond is that he's a lot more level headed. He's a lot more calm in how he approaches things and he thinks on the same level as Tommy. So I'm very curious to see what happens as the episodes progress, as you both alluded to, I do believe that Tommy and Diamond could end up working together and just have their own thing separately. But um, we'll see what happens. But overall, yes, a better episode this week. Very good episode. And I look forward to seeing what happens next. Oh, yeah. Great takeaways. And I'm, I'm glad you brought up, like, uh, you know, about the drugs and who, who they might be coming from and stuff. Uh, I believe you both did. Uh, but yeah, that's something uh, we, we're going to talk about in great detail. Um, but just a reminder before we get to our questions and discussions, you know, please do engage in in, uh, in the discussion, leave your comments, hit the subscribe button also if you like the content, and also please do like the video and share it as well, you know, if you've got other friends that are into power. But uh, Dana, did you have something to chime in on real quick? Yeah, the opportunity creates, the, this chaos creates opportunity is actually an old general saying by 
Sun Sun Zhao. It's I can't mispronounce that. It's T Z U. Mm-hmm. Is his last name? His first name is, is S U N. So it's an old general from from way back then. So it's yeah. one of those old sayings. That's from uh, the book The Art of War uh, by Sun Tzu. I think. Ah, Sun Tzu. There okay. you go. The Art yeah. of War. Uh oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. See. Mm-hmm. Little things. <laughs> yeah. And I th- and I like the jingling joke too. I was like, oh snap! Like, yeah, that's oh, yeah. from life. from uh, from, from, from life. life. Yeah, that's yeah. one of my favorite movies as well. Life. I'm like, these are black references. Mm-hmm. Chicago, because Bernie Mac is from Chicago, so I appreciate that for sure. Yeah, that that's one thing Power does really well as well, because like. Just like in Raising Canaan, they had like a lot of great, um, you know, like 80s and 90s references and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, in this, there's a lot of like Chicago stuff, you know, even with the pizza and, you know, how it's different from New York pizza and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like how they do that stuff. But yeah, uh, great takeaways there. Uh, we're going to dive right into our questions and discussions now. Um, so we have a lot of. Uh, interesting stuff to, that we can get to but i'm going to start with uh some of the, the the questions that our listeners raised um so the first one is from zay flowers and um he says um will will we get to see the moment that tommy learns about tasha naming him in court so you know we had a discussion before this is why he's asking you know because we spoke about this is is set um, prior to Power Book Two Ghost Season One, so um, this is before he he makes his return to New York to confront uh, Tasha, um, or you know he I think he tries to kill her actually, uh, but yeah. Um, so are we actually going to see the moment where he finds out that his name came up in that case? You know because if you remember she was you know she she was uh, being tried for the. The, the murder of a uh, ghost, you know, and everything like that. Um, and they were trying to pin the whole criminal organization on her, but then she, she named Tommy as the one who, who ran everything, you know, for, who ran the whole operation. So, you know, he's asking, are we actually going to get to see the moment that he finds out? And I guess if we do see that, how, you know, how do you think it might take place? Like, how does he find out? So uh, this is an interesting question right here. So shouts to him for, for submitting that. But Richard, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, well, first off, that's a great question. Uh, I, I I personally think that uh, I think that they've given you a reason to think that can't happen because all because of the whole situation with JP. And even though Tommy says that Kate is dead to him, it feels like there has to be some type of interaction between him and Kate. You'd be like, yeah, so you lied to me about my grandmother being alive and you lied to me about the fact that I have a brother. It kind of feels like that has to be some type of interaction. So, yeah, I, I think it's possible that that can happen. Um, We'll have to wait and see, but it, it I think it makes sense for, for it to happen because, again, th- this show does take place immediately after uh, Power Season 6. So, um in the timeline, it may it would make sense for that to happen, but we'll see. I want to see it to happen, but I mean, we'll, we'll, I don't really know what the plan is as the season moves forward. But I could see him leaving Chicago for a brief, maybe one episode or whatever, and then come right back. But we'll see what happens. Okay, yeah, because like 
what I was thinking as well from what we saw in this episode, like, so we see that there's actually feds that have been uh, tracking Walt, the, the, the Flynn family. And then they, now they see Tommy, you know, in this episode. And I think Tommy might have seen them too, because he, there's a moment where he, um, he was talking to Gloria, I think. And then he gets in his car and he looks at his, his mirror, his interior mirror. And, um, he, you know, he's looking like behind him, like, and I think maybe he sees a car, you know, following him or, or tracking him. And he, he says something I can't remember. What Wasn't that Claudia? Yeah, see, that's exactly what I thought too. I thought that was Claudia because yeah. they're that scene. Like, yeah, she rolled up on him in the next scene. So, but yeah, it was okay. weird because he broke, it looked like he broke the fourth wall. And I'm like, when did this become a show where you talk directly to us? <laughs> but it was actually Claudia that he saw. And that's when Claudia took off speeding yeah. and started mm-hmm. that, chasing yeah, him. That, that happens like immediately. Yeah. Like, because then her car pulls up. Like, when he pulls off, her car comes up. But I didn't know if he was reacting to her or the, the other car that was. From what I understood, the the yeah. FBI was like literally adjacent to where, where what they was doing. Mm-hmm. So they were like over here, not moving, not following anybody, just with their cameras and mm-hmm. you know, vaping and cigarettes and having a thing there. And that's when like he was driving down. And then that's when you saw the car go like this. So it was like a weird adjacent Okay. okay so yeah maybe it was claudia but like but uh my point was though that um you know i feel like at some point he he might actually you know have a run-in either with the crooked cop or with the feds he might actually have some sort of dialogue with them um or they yeah. might they might confront him and then you know maybe they'll be like oh your your name's come up in another case back in new york or something so oh. By the way, I don't, I don't want to. Uh, this is not really a spoiler, mm-hmm. but uh, there is a character that is possibly going to show up on this show that we have been wondering why is this character not shown back up on uh, book two? Mm-hmm. Because it says that that character is going to be in the episode soon, so maybe that character gives Tommy the information about hey, there's some information you need to know, and that tells him okay, I may have to go back to New York now to yeah. address this. I think I know who you're talking about as well. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, I think uh, you know too. Everybody knows. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> yeah, could be that also. Um, but Dana, what what do you think? Do you think like we'll see that moment of when he finds out his name is in that case, and how how do you imagine it happening? If so, um, let's see. Well, it, um, from I still don't understand timelines, but if that is to happen, I don't. I want it to be towards the very end of this season. Because there's too many things going on. And I think for me, that would just be a distraction. And I don't need that at the moment. We're dealing with the storyline where, where we're at in Chicago. We're dealing with all of the crooked cops and everything over there. And so it would just be too much all at once. You got the brother, you got Lily, Liliana, you got that other cameo we're not going to talk about. And then you have what's going on with CBI and then, you know, all these different things. And it's like, hey, Tasha, we're here. Um, so I want it to be at the very end. Not right now. Uh, I don't really want it at all, but if, if I have to choose, it would have to be at the end. And also, really quickly, it was really interesting that there was they talked about the, the crooked cops and how you know you're paying people to for protection. I honestly, when it when 
Black Tommy came up with that very specific number. I thought it was for protection and that he didn't have that money at that time. And I don't know if it was protection from the CBI or protection from the police. Because remember, the police are shanking, um, what was it, the Flynn's for more money. But then it's like they thought that it was coming from the inside, but it was actually coming from the outside because you have the black cop who they was originally talking to. Remember, Victor was talking to the black cop because they're like, why are we getting arrested? And then there was, he was like, that's not us. And it was actually the the white guy who is not a cop. Is yeah, he a cop? The, yeah, the, 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 the older man, the older man. The older man. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's, so either way, from somewhere, that's why I think Black Tommy had a very specific number. Because mm-hmm. that's specific. I was waiting for like him to drop some cents, like in twelve cents. Yeah. yeah, that you know that's a very good point you said because even you could see he was he was very hesitant to tell Tommy that number. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, it's probably more than than just the debt to the, the old to the club. This is probably something else involved. But I guess we'll have to wait and see if it goes deeper than that. That's true. But overall, I don't I don't want to see Tasha and them. Right now, <laughs> Tasha's in Montana somewhere. Yeah, um, or maybe not. I I don't know how. Or, 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 or Queens. She's in Queens. Or Queens. She's in Queens. She's in Queens right now. <laughs> ha! I just now got the reference. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was a good one. Go go go! Because I'm like, wait, the show's in Queens. <laughs> <laughs> no, um. Yeah, I, I understand why you're saying that, though, Dana, about, you know, you don't want to see the, that repetition um, of that. But I think the the only way I won't mind it is if they show it differently. So, like, don't don't show us what we already saw, you I, know, with. But with when they Tasha. did that the last time, remember how tedious it was and how much everyone complained? It was five yeah. episodes of the same point of view. Yeah. yeah. Different point of views. Yeah, so so they don't have to show us that stuff. They can maybe just have a montage, like or something. But show us what what else he does when he's in New York, like that, so and, show and, us, and, exactly. And, and when they do that episode, if they do that episode, I want the same person that wrote that Tommy episode to write this episode. But just ignore this stuff with Tasha. We don't need to see. Yeah, you can see he's angry about it, but he doesn't get a chance to confront her or Tariq. I think that'd be great if they did it that way. But um, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, I really hope they do that because yeah, we we don't want to waste time seeing stuff we already saw. So yeah, so so show us the, a different perspective, like what else he did that's not connected to you know Tasha and Tariq, because because we're already past that in book two anyway. So you know, uh, we don't want to see that again. But yeah, so great question there. Um, and then you know we have another question from uh, Jeremiah, uh, not the one that's you know in the show, but. <laughs> um, so the question is, uh, basically, do you think Walter could be cured? You know, because um, they actually reference Empire as well. They said, you know, like there's uh, in that show, somebody was sick and then recovered. So, like, could they be baiting us with this Walter thing and, and actually he gets cured? And, you know? and, 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 and wait a second. Wait a second, Gary. I, I believe another another part to that is that I believe Jeremiah pointed out that there actually is somebody who worked on Empire that's working on this show now. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a possibility. Yeah. I don't want it. I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want it. Lord, no. no. Because here's the thing. 
what would be the point? I mean, he's stuck in his ways. The children are trying to find their own side business. What is he going to do? Be angry um, that they that he finds out what they're doing and then make them stop? The kids have an argument. Maybe one will break away and the other one will stay. And then that's it. I think it would be so much better if he died. Okay, so, so what if there's a scenario like this, like where maybe maybe either both or one of the kids um, kind of branch off and like do their own thing with Tommy and he doesn't like it and he, you know, he's stuck in his ways. And then, you know, there's like this inner, inner family beef kind of thing. Like, Then you still have to kill him off. He's old. It's like, just kill him off. Gary, if that happened, that, that is a show called Succession. And if, that, and if that's going to happen, then I just want him to just cut them out of the family altogether. Just cut mm-hmm. them out of every benefit they could have with being a part of that family. Yeah. So, so what do you think, Rich? You got, you got uh, any more thoughts on that? Like, do you think that he might I, actually survive? I think I think Jeremiah uh, makes a great a great point um, that that is a possibility. I mean, one thing that I because I did comment because he also left a comment on last week last week's episode. One comment I did make is that the actor that plays the father is a pretty well known actor. He's been in a lot of movies where he's played a bad guy, so I I kind of think it's crazy for him to die quickly okay. off the show. Uh, we'll say what? Sons of Anarchy. Sons of yeah, there you go. Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, there you go. See, so I I kind of think it would be kind of very abrupt for him to get killed off, you know, this quickly. Um, but again, we'll see what we'll see what the plan is. But I, I do think it's possible that uh, he can have a, a uh, you know he can be cured or whatever it is, whatever's happening. But uh, I kind of think that would be a little unrealistic. But again, we have to. The show is supposed to be a break from reality, so some stuff can happen for sure if they feel it necessary for the storyline. Um, I think the more interesting storyline is the fact that his two his 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 daughter and his son both have other stuff going on on the side. So sooner or later, he's going to find out about that. He ain't going to be happy. And I don't know how he's going to react to that when he finds out. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do think if if they do plan for him to get better and be cured or whatever, there has to be some sort of drastic change with it. Like, he can't. they can't just do the same thing we've, we've already seen now, like where the family's like together and he's in command. Like they would have to do something different where like the kids separate from him and stuff to make it interesting, you know, otherwise it's just the same thing, you know, uh, go ahead, Dana. Where's Simon? Simon. Oh. Uh, yeah, that's a good, good question. Simon got arrested off camera and repaired in this episode when yeah. Vic bailed him out of jail. So, um, that's one of the guys that he had to pay $10,000 bail to get out. So the only thing that I can think of is is Simon finding out what really is going on because Tommy knows. Because remember, Tommy was like, "Oh, you have inside deals," and he knew that way yeah. before Claudia said anything about the drugs. So Simon could spill the beans on this somehow, and then I don't know. Simon muscles if the dad does live, muscles his way into being number one instead of Victor. But it's yeah. like Victor doesn't really want to be there either way. That's the weird part. Well, I, I will say this. It, it feels as though there's a little bit of a very good friendship between Vic and Simon. They have some type of close bond. So that would be a very interesting twist if he decide, no, you know what? 
I'm, you never look out for me. I'll look out for myself, and I'm going to give Walter this information and, and get you in trouble. So I, I, I could definitely see that happen. But Simon could easily be really angry that Victor's working with Tommy. Oh, yeah, because of the beatdown in the yeah, first man, episode. He broke 100%. his arm in, like, 20 yeah. places. Yeah. So, you, yeah, oh, yeah. you're going to work with him. Who's a, yeah. not, not only the fact that, but, like, he's a side guy. You don't even know where he came from. Exactly. And, and you know, you bring a good point because I know he did, has not recognized or even noticed that Vic has been doing stuff with Tommy yet. So that definitely can happen, 100%. And mm-hmm. he stole a girl. Well, not him, but Tommy stole Gloria. They're oh, in a yeah. weird place in a relationship. Oh, yeah. I, I, I do have some. I don't know if, Gary, I don't know if you have a question about that. I do oh, have yeah, something yeah. to say about that later on when you get to that, though. <laughs> don't sleep yeah, on Tommy. Not Tommy. Yeah. Simon. Yeah. That's right, Simon. Simon says. <laughs> that, that was actually going to be the next question. But, um, yeah, so the whole Walter thing, yeah, great points there. Um, and, yeah, definitely chime in in the comments. Let us know what you guys think. You know, will that character survive this season? Will he get better? You know, uh, let us know where you think that is going. But since you mentioned Gloria, um, let's get, you know, to that question. So, um, the question I wanted to ask you guys is, you know, is is Gloria loyal to Tommy? Like, you know, where does her loyalty lie, do you think? Um, does she have a secret allegiance that we don't know even? You know, like, um, it, it seems like, you know, with, with Vic, she's kind of like, because she respects what he's doing to take care of her and like, you know, with the mother's tombstone and everything like that, but it seems like she's not 100% into that situation at all. She's not married to that situation. Um, She's just kind of, you know, drifting, you know, with with Vic. Um, But is she loyal to Tommy, though? So that is the question. And uh, Rich, what do you think about Gloria? Actually, I want Dana to answer this question first, and then I'll go after her because, yeah, I want to hear what she has to say about this. She has no reason to be loyal to Tommy. (laughs) Some random dude comes in, she wants some, you know, the ding dong. Why should she be loyal to him in any other regards? Because remember, she didn't even know what he did. She was like, oh, well, I guess I know what you finally do. Aside from Pepper Potts, too. Uh, so what loyalty does she have to him at all? They just seem like, if you really look at it just solo together, they seem like two sad people who just bang. They both lost, you know, their respective... Uh, partners, and then that's just it. So, no. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, so Rich, I know you had a lot to say, so, like, you know, first yeah. of all, is is Gloria loyal to Tommy? And then also let us know what you wanted to say before also. Well, first and, first and foremost, Gloria is loyal to herself. She does not care about Tommy. She does not care about Vic. You know, uh, and I think you saw that perfectly in this episode. By the way, I want to give a shout out to Jeremiah again because he said that the Vic character is the pushover and a, a very weak character. And he's 100% right about that. This is a weak character. You saw it because this man went and got a tombstone for his girl's mother who's passed. The mother is passed. She's, she's, she's no longer here. So while the sentimental value was there, she don't appreciate it because the mom is not here. It's not that she can really, you know, get a chance to value that. And you saw that because of how quick it was that she turned around and started messing with Tommy again. So clearly, I think she is out for herself. She doesn't care about either one of them. 
And um, it's a cautionary tale. And Tommy obviously thinking, you know, obviously he is the one that's winning this whole thing between him and Vic and as far as when it comes to Gloria. But I really don't I don't really sense that she really cares that much about Tommy. Um, so, so we'll see what happens. But no, go ahead. You're going to say something, Dana. I feel that, yes, she does care about Victor, but Victor has no spine. And yeah. if you look at it. Looking at the whole Romeo and Juliet situation, the whole warring families, you know, mom got the blessing, but, you know, I can't be with you because you're black. That whole thing was going on with Walter, but even Romeo had some some backbone to him. Mm -hmm. He ran off with Juliet. It went terribly wrong, but the point is he stood up for her, and she doesn't have anyone to stand up for him. I believe she genuinely cares. If he was to grow some spines and balls uh, at that moment and say, Dad or Da, I, I want to be with her. You can't tell me what I can't do because I am an adult. We're going off. Goodbye. She would go right off into the sunset with him. But he refuses to do that. And what kind of person in general respects a man who can't even stand up for you? And you're not even a teenager. You're a grown adult. Mm -hmm. You have money. You have the capability to have some place to live. You know how to make money. You technically have a job. And see, that right there, what you just said, this is why I was surprised that he even killed that guy during the drug exchange with, with him and Tommy. Because it's like... because No, that was, that was an ego thing, because that's embarrassing. <laughs> that's just, and Tommy was like, really? Even the security yep. guard dude was like, really? You yep. gotta do something. So, come on. At least yeah. the girl lived. I thought the girl was going to die. That was very nice of them to save the girl. Oh, yeah. They, they're on the wrong show because if they were on book two, Lorenzo said, hey, cut that loose end. Take her out. <laughs> yep. So no. we'll see oh, what yeah. happens. But no, I'm just going to say uh, we'll see what happens. But I, uh, the Vic character is um, I'm curious to see what's going to happen because, again, I believe uh, the both of you made a comment earlier about the fact that he could be playing the long game and that uh, basically, because he, see, he sees Tommy as messing around with Gloria, obviously. You see that this is happening. So what are you going to do to try and, and, and buying the tombstone is not it. You have to do something. So she, They listen. even had a conversation about it, and she blew him off. Mm -hmm. she, she was all like, I saw you with him. Yeah, okay. That's nice. Are we leaving? Yeah. You tell and your Tommy father knows. yet? And, 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 and Tommy knows he don't get he don't give a damn. So that's why I say, knows. yeah. That's the I know. They got that on camera. They sit up there in the window for all to see the train passing by. Yep. That reminded me of Girl on the Train. Was that, 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 that was Gary's favorite scene of this episode. That was his he was he, like Man. Gary, you know what Gary told me after he saw that scene, that was some excellent cinema 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 cinematography. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that was fantastic. Mm -hmm. <laughs> fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, but yeah, I, I like to, uh, I like your uh, perspective on that, Dana. Like, I, I think that is true. Like, you know, he because it's like, okay, you you say you want this girl, but okay, what are you gonna do about it? Like, if you want her, like, why don't you just take her? You know, like, do something, like, show her that you want her. Like, make the moves now. Like, don't wait for you know, don't wait for six months down the line. You know, he stood up more for Victor than he did for Gloria. Both black. Yeah. He stood up for who? Oh, for... did I say Victor? Ah, I'm yeah. so sorry. I meant Diamond. So many right. names. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. You're right. Still yep. a new show. 
uh, he stood up more for Diamond and got mm-hmm. in his father's face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And still wouldn't do that for Gloria. Ooh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, so like a woman, like if a woman's going to devote herself to a man, she wants to know that he's going to do what it takes to, you know, you know, provide, be with her, do all these things, you know, take care of the family, you know. Exactly. But but in the last point that I will add to this is that it also is ridiculous because, you know, your father is dying anyway. So in that case, yeah, I will still, you know, take care of father, but I'm I live my own life. I'm not going to live underneath him. So that that's why I was like, yeah, he there should be no excuse not to continue moving forward with her. There's no excuse not to. But well, it is what it more is. More initiative than him. Mm-hmm. I just don't yeah. like him. I just don't. <laughs> yeah, and by the way, I like how uh, she took control of that scene with that uh, sleazy guy that she had to meet that that Walter sent her to meet. Yeah, like she took control of that whole situation, so that was cool. Yep. Yeah. Because it seemed like Walter was okay if, you know, if the guy wanted to do something with her, basically. But, like, she, you know, she flipped it. That's what I was like. Wait, make sure you're aware of something spicy. I'm like, really? Maybe just confront him? But she's like, no, I'm not going to do that. That that, that is very consistent with how their character was last week. You know what he said? Just run the books. That's it. Run the books. That's all you do. Run them books. Yeah, so it's very consistent. He, he's 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 a horrible character every week. So he's makes just a sense. Terrible dad, dude, man. <laughs> Child asleep with everyone for your deals. Mm-hmm. Terrible. Wait, question: Does he yeah. not know she's gay? That's a great question. Because the guy knew she was gay. Yeah, that's that's a very good question. <laughs> and, 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 and it felt as though when he had that little threat. That that felt like oh wh- mm-hmm. why did you know this information I hope you're not going to say nothing but then she flipped it on him real quick so I that's a very good question very good observation I, I would guess that I would guess that he doesn't know because he seems old fashioned because it's like yep. you know he doesn't he doesn't want Vic messing with somebody who's not Irish and then you know racist views as well oh my um, god <laughs> yeah I need so. for him to be on his deathbed and like for her to be like and I'm gay da. Like, oh, no, my racist, homophobic heart. <laughs> sorry. They're, they're going to love your Irish accent. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Great. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, he's he's old fashioned. I, I think she they, they probably keep that secret from him. He's racist. Yeah. Let's not call it old fashioned. He's racist. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. But um, yeah, great theories there. Um, definitely, you know, everyone chime in on that in the comments. So, you know, you two brought something up uh, very interesting earlier, you know, about um, about Richard's ex, you know, Leliana and and these drugs, you know. And, and by the way, because I didn't comment earlier, but I loved those scenes, you know, of, of Tommy interacting with her and them talking about the past and, you know, ghosts yep. and everything. Like, I also really enjoyed that. But... Um, but yeah, so it you know they made a lot of plans. Like Tommy was making a lot of plans throughout this episode for these drugs, you know, and how things are going to run and everything. But we, you know, there's that there's still the question of where these drugs are coming from, where Leliana's getting it from, and are we actually going to see that? So, um, you know, you guys, you know, raised this as a point earlier, so. Um, do you have any thoughts or theories about where, you know, the, this, these drugs could actually be coming from 
And, you know, do you think we're going to actually have a situation where Tommy is going to come face to face with, you know, wherever, you know, the, the person who's distributing this drug now? So what do you think about that, Dana? I thought at the very end scene with uh, Claudia and her mm -hmm. girlfriend, um, when it was all in the bed and everything, there was a part where she was explaining that they were diet pills and that she re-chemicalized them. Um, so I thought it was the girlfriend who was basically the, the connect. But I'm not really sure. I don't know anything about her. I think we only seen like maybe what, two scenes? One was in a club and then the first episode? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a good question because in that same episode is when she said, "Yeah, I need to know who you who your who your connect is." So they didn't really answer that question, I don't think. Mm -hmm. And and it, it could be that, or it could be someone else that is over her. Yeah, um, I think I think it's someone else. But, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah uh, so how about you, Rich? You got any uh, theories on that as well? I. I've seen a lot of theories about people talking about asking if this is related to the Jimenez. I have no idea uh, because of season one and the fact they brought back Liliana, I think it opens up some possibilities. There's going to be another person coming back from older seasons that, you know, we, that we will get an update on. I mean, I have no idea. I find it interesting how in the one thing about the, about this, this thing, the drug thing is it had the card with the spider and you saw that Tommy took that card and put it in his back pocket. So he may try to figure out who was behind this, you know, because he has that card. But I just don't know. But I saw the theories online of people saying it could be Jimenez related. It, it, I mean, it could be anybody really related. But I just I don't know because Tommy and Ghost have taken out so many people. I don't remember who's alive still. So I, I have no idea who it is. But it definitely could be tied to what we've seen in, in, in the previous Power Show for sure. Yeah, exactly that. I, I think it's going to be something like that just because um, they, they uh, I'm going to let you go in a sec there. Just like, but yeah, because they, they've, um, you know, they've committed to bringing up stuff from the past in both book two and, and this show, you know, Leliana and Lobos and stuff like that. I think they are going to bring, make it be someone we've seen before. But go ahead, Dana. What was you going to say? Leliana. Lelia, you think she's the actual club? Like she's the spider. Yeah, go well, the girl in spider's way. <laughs> here, 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 here is another question. Yeah. Did ahead. uh, what what have happened to Cristobal from Power? That character is still alive, right? Uh, I don't remember that yeah. character getting killed. So I, you know, that's somebody is the possibility as that you'll see again in a future show. I guess. Yeah. It's yeah. Mecca. <laughs> <laughs> he did say he was an international. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, it, well, if this is before the season two of Power of Book Two, then yeah, then it's, it is definitely possible that he could be involved. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's possible. But but then, we, but we know his fate already. So it's Jimenez. You know. Okay, here's the thing. It's Jimenez. I was like, because when you said it, I was like, oh, okay. You remember? Here's the thing. The Jimenez cartel, they left a spider. Mm -hmm. Stem. Yeah, I, I think that's a, a, it's a that's 
a definitely definitely a good possibility that Esther Jimenez. Um, and and also um, another thing I've been thinking of is because I remember in the main power there was an episode where Tommy went to Chicago, and you know that's where he met up with Jason, and then uh, I believe they later on killed Jason. You know him and Ghost or something killed Jason, but did Jason have other ties in the city though? So go ahead. Yeah, Rich. I, I think that's possible uh, for sure. I just was going to say uh, apparently. Uh, I was looking at some information. Yeah, the crystal ball character did get arrested, so he's locked up right now. So, although he might return for book two, season three, apparently. So, we have to wait and see what that's all about. If you look at Liliana's face, Mm -hmm. right, it looks like a a a a webbish thing. (laughs) Spider. (laughs) Spider. Spider yes. she's working with them. Yeah, yeah. They, well, that'll be a hell of a twist because that—that was the enemy of, uh, you know, that's you know that, that that's the enemy of of Ghost and Tommy in the past. So, yeah, it makes sense. They they could say she was uh, working with them all along or something on the low, even they, when she. They, they they could do that, and the other point that I will add is that they they made a point for her to mention this episode that she's not the same person she was. She evolved mm-hmm. herself and all that time. So it makes you wonder how does she evolve herself? Is she work with somebody else, so on and so forth? So I think a lot of that is possible. And remember, she cuts drugs. Mm-hmm. That's all she does. She says, oh, "After okay, Tommy. After this, I have to go and meet. I don't know another person mm-hmm. and do their supply." So she's cutting, and that's how you make your connections. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. what is connections? What's what's in a connection? All the different webs. <laughs> there you go. You're trapped yeah. in her web, spider. Yeah, Dana's got it figured out right there. So, yeah, you are good. So, we didn't. I said it was sugar. So, makes me think. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing more theories because I know our commenters are going to have, you know, some some more theories on who that could be also. So, definitely chime in on that in the comments. And um, so, let's get one more question here. So, uh, I have a few here, but yeah, one more. So will that like, you know, we, we've seen, we saw the boxing, you know, happen in this episode, which is pretty exciting to watch, you know, a, a sparring, full on sparring match between brothers, you know, very intense. They were, they were actually hitting each yeah, other. I don't think they were sparring. That was like, oh, a yeah, like yeah, they were actually hitting each other hard, like, and that's that's surprising considering you know their blood and everything but yeah um so you know that raises the question you know um and we we saw later on obviously janard said that you know he was holding back he wanted you know diamond to have that that false sense of you know uh power that you know he he is in command so he's he's scheming he's plotting and scheming so you know like, is there going to be a full-on brotherly divide here? Do you think, or do you think, do you think it's just a case of you know, um, Janard is just waiting for the right moment to kind of you know gain the support in the group, and then just you know maybe he'll he'll confront his brother in in more of like a calm, friendly manner, and just say, look, it's over, you know, we're we're taking over, you know, and there won't be you know any. There won't be any like you know major violence between them. 
So, you know, do you think it's going to be an explosive, explosive rivalry where we see them butt heads 100%, you know, full on beefing? Or is it just going to be more of like a, a Michael Corleone type takeover? Like, look, I got the power in here. You know, the, this is over. You're out of the, the game. Just just run your barbershop and that's it, you know? So <laughs> so how do you think that approach is going to be, you know, with this rivalry? Like, what are they setting up here? How is it going to end? You know, where do you see it leading? So uh, I see a lot of uh, faces here. So, you know, I, I don't know if that's thinking faces or if it's like, what the hell are you talking about, Gary? It could be, it's probably that. But um, yeah, Dana, what, what's your thoughts on on how this brotherly rivalry in the CBI is actually going to play out? Okay, so sidetrack for a second, because Sugar has my brain working. The same black guy who was the cop that um, Victor thought was having them arrested is the same guy from episode one who came into the barbershop, right? Um, so he's watching everything. So I just want to put that in there. As opposed to with these two brothers, no, I want this to be a, so, a slow psychological build. And the fact that we already stated that, oh, I'm playing the long con. If you're playing the long con, you're not going to just, you know, all of a sudden, we're going to, you know, make this, completely uh what's that word i'm looking for we're not going to put all our business out and open for a showcase we're gonna instead i'm gonna make you think something is happening while i'm slowly working behind the scenes against you um the goal that he stated was if you make this a big explosion now for everyone to see it's going to end up dividing everyone one person takes one side and the other one takes another side the point is to get everyone to come to your side so i think he's going to probably sabotage maybe deals that he has, but on the low, where people don't know that he's actually sabotaging him. And so that way it makes it seem like, man, you know, you just cat out. You don't know anything that you're doing. We don't want to deal with you. Let's just deal with your brother instead. And the fact that the whole thing with the Walters, um, with the Flynn, sorry, seemed to, to be like, oh, this is something that's really exciting and everybody wants. But because that failed so disastrously, the brother looks like he has the upper hand on this because he was the one who vocally stated, this is not a good deal. What are you trying to do? And so I think that this is going to continue to be a slow burn. I wonder, however, how other people will come into play with this. Um, Tommy is very perceptive and he's able to figure things out and he keeps it to himself. You know, the whole fact that he was able to say to Claudia, oh, you have side deals that's going on too. And remember, not, was it Claudia? Sorry, it was Victor. He was saying, oh, you have side deals that's going on too. And he never really kind of discussed that. But he was someone who was always watching. He knows the dynamic within the family because remember that whole situation that happened at the lake house. Was it the lake house? I believe it was the lake house. First episode, late, no? Point is, he's receptive. So I think... Also, for storytelling-wise, that would be the best because we all wanted, you know, uh, a big explosive thing if you look at The Wire because that seems to be the go-to show. But they did it something that was so unexpected that fans were like, oh, so I want I want my slow thing. And then I want you to pivot to something else and I'll just be like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um I can see, yeah, I can see a lot of uh, possibility there. Um, but Rich, just let's get your thoughts real quick on that. Like, how do you think this this whole 
brotherly rivalry is going to play out. I think you saw a lot of seeds planted from the first episode. The fact that you saw Gennard was working with Vic to try and do that deal. And the fact that, you know, they have already told you that now Gennard doesn't like Tommy. And to an extent, Vic doesn't like Tommy unless they have a way of working together business-wise. So I think they have set up this excellent dynamic now where Gennard has issues with his brother taking over and working with Tommy. Um, And as I said earlier, I understand his point of view because he's been spending all of these years, 15 years, building up, making CBI relevant. The one thing that Dana said that really stood out to me is that you made the comment that, yes, uh, he has benefited the most from all of these years that have passed. Has it not crossed the mind that perhaps he could have played a role in getting Diamond locked up in the first place? Because I thought about that. I thought about that. Um, Obviously, these did a very good job of hiding that, that so far, if it is true. But the problem is that now that Diamond, he let Diamond get, get in control, he will, like, like Dana said, he's going to find ways to, to, to sabotage everything he does, t- takes out the deals. And I also would not rule out the fact that if he can't take take out him out by just the deals, he could take away the barbershop, he can get the police involved, and he can yeah. have them set him up so that he goes right back to prison. So, yes, it, it's, it, it's a long game, but I think he has multiple things he can do to try to take him out. But I definitely think they've been planting these seeds from episode one that mm-hmm. this character has ways that they can he can take him out. So we'll see. Go ahead, Diamond. One more thing. Remember episode one when Diamond was getting out of prison and we saw all those people in there whispering, yeah, we're going to get him on the outside yeah. slowly when he doesn't expect it. When the, I will, That's going to also, I feel, is going to come into play. And we don't know who their bosses are or where they're getting their orders from. Oh yeah, we 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 know we know with the Rojas situation that was a quick retaliation. But they, obviously, I think, I think they want you more. they want you yeah they, they want you to think as a viewer that was the only threat. But really, I think it's the Gennard and whatever else, whatever those other people were talking about in the jail too, is is yeah. is multiple enemies that he has to worry about. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. But but yeah, um, what Rich said, yeah, like. We like I, I I wouldn't be surprised if Jannard had you know a hand in in you know setting Diamond up to 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 go away and he could very well try to do it again. I mean we got the mm-hmm. the crooked cop that's that's lingering around, um, you know that Dana mentioned. You know he he's been around so like that could be leveraged you know somehow by by anybody you know either by Vic or Jannard you know so yeah I feel like. Jannard might be, he'll take more of like a smart long-term approach. Like that seems to be the way he's going, but go ahead, Dana, you had something. No, you said what I was going to say. Okay. Um, but yeah, you know, any, any more thoughts to add to that, you know, real quick before we move on? No, I, 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 I'm looking forward to that because, you know, the family dynamic makes it a lot more interesting. Um, but yeah, the the, the Gennard character that definitely has a lot of options to make things difficult for his brother. So I want to see what his what what kind of cards he's going to play now to to sabotage what he has going on with Tommy. Yeah, yeah who's, who's tending the barbershop? Well, that was a great question. I mean, we went from like my goal and my dreams is just to cut hair. 
Oh, he's going to lose that now. He's going to lose that. He's going to lose that. What was the switch so quickly? Yeah. Well, hey, you know what that shows? I guess it, it, when you cut hair as a barber, you ain't making as much money than, than if you're doing <laughs> illegal activity. So that's, I guess that's what that says. I mean, he had the brother set up the whole thing. Like the whole thing where, you know, it's legal. Yep. Like, I'm going to be like, if I'm the brother, I'm pretty disgusted that you're you're not cutting hair and I wasted my time with this. Mm-hmm. What's going on? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and that plays into the whole long game thing even more because like maybe that's why he he even gave him the barbershop because he wants to keep him out the way you know so yep exactly so he can uh he can run the crew but you were gonna say something rich yeah no and I just want to say it totally contradicts with the stuff that Diamond said in the first episode I'm a different man now I'm a totally different man I don't want to do this stuff again. So I understand why Gennard would be angry now, um, but I want to see what his plan is now. Like you said, Gary, the barbershop is just a way for him to make sure he gets out the way, but what was your backup plan in case he does want to get involved again? Now we're mm-hmm. going to see what that backup plan is. So that's interesting. Yeah, yeah and, and you know, if they're brothers, it doesn't make sense to to go full-on violence and, and have beef with each other like that. Like mm-hmm. you wouldn't don't want to be in a beef with with your brother like that to the death you know i mean it can happen because this is power and we've seen you know sons kill fathers fathers yep. kill sons so it could <laughs> happen but i just think it wouldn't be the first course of action you know i think it there would have to be a greater build up to towards them wanting to kill each other you know and and this is not it right now you know they janard just wants to be you know the boss at this point um so I think he he's gonna go about it in a more tactical kind of way, like more underhanded way. So, um, but yeah. yeah, great great thoughts uh, all around. And I'm actually gonna open things up now and and you know ask you guys if there's anything else about this episode that you wanted to touch on or bring up, you know, um, before we we wrap things up. So, uh, Rich, uh, did you have anything at all? Or do you want me to come back oh, to you? Oh, no. I, well, I just was going to say, uh, I thought it was a very good episode. Um, there's a lot of very interesting plots going on here with the alliances and families and drama. So, I, I, I yeah, I, I'm looking forward to seeing where things go from here. And um, if, I, if, I, if I can give Tommy some advice, I would say you better watch your back. Do not trust Gloria. Do not trust Vic. Don't trust anybody. Yeah, you can trust JP, I guess. But... Uh, don't trust anybody else. Be very yeah. careful. Don't trust your ex either, Liliana. Liliana. Oh, absolutely. Don't don't trust her. Yes, she's bad for business. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay, uh, Dana. Any any uh, anything else about this episode you wanted to bring up? Or Liliana's on? a spider. The Rojas people—they are all half dead anyway. Not that bright. Tommy took mm-hmm. them out. That leaves Liliana. She's a spider. Boom. <laughs> um, um, and also, I was wondering, because you know power does this, um, and, and it's always the sympathetic characters who are like the innocent people who's not involved in the whole game situation. So I'm wondering, between Gloria and Black Tommy, who's going to die? Mm. Well, here's the question. Would we really care if Gloria dies? That's the question that you have to ask after this episode. 
I don't, I don't know. I mean, that's that scary's lady. That's his his replacement, Angela. Yep. No, nah, no, nah, she's not. I'm not. I'm not on Gloria like that. Like, uh, yeah. But I, I, I think, uh, yeah, like, like you said, I don't think if 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 that character dies, I don't think very many people will be sympathetic. Like, I don't think that's the character they should try to recreate. Like a, a, a what's her name, a Holly situation either. You know, um, so yeah, like I, I don't think if Gloria dies, it's no, it's no big deal. But if JP dies, I think Tommy's gonna feel that, you know, a bit more. So if they oh, build, yeah. Yeah. if they build yeah. up that character and that connection between them right. even more, then that that will be a big deal. See, the one thing I will say is that I, I think they need to give the viewers enough time to get to know a character, then you will really feel the emotional you know, the emotional reaction to the person getting killed. But then again, I don't know, because a lot of people saw the book two finale and they saw Zeke get killed. Oh, well, that's good. He should have died anyway. That so. was laughable. How he <laughs> Let's just be really serious. He didn't even know he was dead. He was still running up the stairs. Yeah. It was like a chicken got their head cut off and they're still just running. All he was to, trying to get like, to, to catch a flight that was not going to take off because Mecca was already dead as he well. He wanted to so. be with his family. That was <laughs> the funniest he is now. <laughs> yes, he, 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 he is with, with, with Mecca. With now, now, now they can get to know each other really well now. Maybe. Maybe. Oh, gosh. That was so bad. And then and Lauren, we didn't even get to see on camera. And I'm like, well, he was a snitch, so. Yeah. Sorry. That's uh, and then Carrie, like you kind of got yourself into this. Yeah, sorry, the, 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 yeah, I definitely didn't feel sorry for the Carrie character. I know Gary did. He has a sentimental, you know, feeling for that character, but I did not feel sorry for her getting uh, taken out. So, <laughs> that one hurt. Actually, the one who hurt me the most was the Asian guy. Oh, the chef! Uh, yeah, the yeah, chef. yeah, yeah. That hurt me. That cut me to the bone. I said, "Oh yeah. man." Yeah, see, I see what you did there with the play of words. Cut, cut to the bone, cut to the bone. Sliced yeah. me open. Yeah, <laughs> hard blood out for him. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, um, I, I think like the way these these shows have been going, like even with raising Canaan, it's like, like we're, if you look at raising Canaan and Power Book One, uh, I mean Book Two, Season One. Um, like they don't kill off. It seems like they don't kill off any major characters in the first season. I mean, there was Jabari, but mm-hmm. like you know, he wasn't like like you know nobody really cared about that. Like it's like you know you were probably happy he died actually, but like yeah, I, I don't think they're going to kill off any any of the main focus characters in the first season. But then when season two comes around, oh, that's yeah. when we start seeing people. You know, I- you know, Sorry. obviously, obviously, this is not a Razor Caning. Uh, we're not talking about Razor Caning on this show, but I, I fully expect that one of those brothers probably will get killed next season. Because, yeah. and, if it, and, and listen, I know Gary, your favorite character. I would not, I would not rule out Marvin because I could see it being something where he finally has some type of reconciliation with Jukebox and then gets taken out right after that because she lost her girlfriend last season. So that'd be very devastating to the character to now lose a parent. So we'll see. Because her mom and dad are going to be in season two. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, that would, that, would, uh, that would be harsh if they killed Marvin. But 
But yeah, I, 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 I'm definitely expecting there to be a major death in Raising Canaan season two or oh, something. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I think I think it's going to be the same with Tommy. And I think it makes sense because in that first season, you really want to build up these main characters and set them up. And then, you know, when season two and three rolls around, then you can start to like, you know, take people out and, and will actually care about it more. So, mm-hmm. so I think it's that's that's probably a good way to do it. But um, go ahead, Dana. One last thing I wanted to say was Tommy, I believe it was Tommy or one of them when they were fighting in the ring, um, they said, you know, heavy is the head that wears the crown. We all know where that comes from. But yeah. the point is, Sam Diamond is the one that's now in charge. So I wonder what kind of responsibilities he now has to carry and how he is able to carry them out. Will it become too much of a burden for him? And that way, that's how his brother can kind of swoop in and be like, I'll help you. Yeah. Oh, he, yeah. he definitely he definitely will be consulting with his brother. And the funny thing is, I don't think Jannar is going to really try to help him on that level. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting. But you're going to say something, Gary. I don't want to cut you off. Um, yeah, like I, I'm sensing like, uh, to me, Diamond has sort of like, I don't know, I don't know if it's like depressed vibes, but like he he's got like this vibe, like he 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 sees like a greater meaning in life or something. So I I think he's gonna hit a wall at some point where he's like, you know, why am I even doing this? You know, like I think he's gonna he he might end up being a bit like the cut the cutty character from The Wire, where it's like you know he's trying to get back into the life after after getting out of prison. But then you know, he hits a wall where he's like, you know, he's questioning why he's even doing this anymore, you know. So I could see him maybe, you know, something like that happening. But then, you know, when he hits that point, he's already in too deep. Like he there's there's a lot happening. So he can't just stop, you know, so he has to keep going because there's a lot in place. Like there's a lot of money that's flowing or maybe there's people coming after him or something like that. So I think he, once, if if he does hit that wall, it's already too late for him. So, um, but yeah, I, I kind of get that vibe for him where he's like, he's he's not entirely sure about what he wants out of life anymore after serving his time. So, yeah, I want to see if, like, if we, if we get more of that, you know, from the character. Uh, but yeah, uh, Dana, I believe uh, it was, you, you said you had more to say about uh more thoughts about the episode no that was basically that was kind of everything yeah gary not richard sorry like richard said um there were some really great quotes overall gloria when she was with victor she said i don't want you to buy things for me stand up for me so mm-hmm. i wonder will he ever get the 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 spine to do that that would be really lovely but I wonder, will it be too late once he grows that spine? Yeah. Yeah, it could be. Could be. But um, I, I'm still hoping for a, a Vic and Tommy fight, though. I think I think they, they need to they need to knuckle up at some point. Mm-hmm. You know, we know who's going to win that fight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah to, Tommy is, you know, he's with it, you know, so... I think uh, he'll he'll definitely uh, win that fight. But yeah, uh, I guess that's pretty much it for this week. Um, 
We will be back next week to cover uh, episode four of, of uh, Power Book Four Force. Uh, but this has been a great episode. Big shouts to Stars and you know the writing team. You know it's really picking up now, and I'm I'm actually excited to see what comes next week and in the future episodes. So uh, yeah, very good job there. Um, we're gonna get to our shout outs now. So um, Dana, do you have any shout outs? Same as always, thank you for listening and watching us and, and hear us ramble. Um, it's really fun. The show is actually growing on me. I think this is when I finally established I like the show now. You know, it took a couple episodes. Things were a little like, I don't know what's going on, but it's finally flooding. Um, Storylines are picking up. We're getting characters introduced. Liliana's a spider. So this has been just a really great show. Once again, four stars. Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, I think it was growing pains at first, you know, like especially last week, you know, because I, I didn't really like that episode at all. But yeah, this one. Was... Uh, but yeah, how about you, Rich? Any shout outs? Oh, yeah. I just want to thank everybody for their continued support, checking out the shows. Uh, definitely leave your likes, your comments. Uh, consider subscribing. But yeah, definitely leave the comments because I'm very curious to hear what people are thinking of the show. Are they enjoying it so far? Uh, yeah, feel free to let us know in the comment section as well as your theories on what you think is going to happen next. Indeed. And yeah, I just want to uh, also give a big shout to uh, the regular, you know, um, supporters and commenters, you know, Esther Negron as well. Um, yep. and shouts to Zay Flowers. And uh, and Jeremiah for, for for leaving you know for for sending the questions and leaving the comments also, and uh, you know if you have any uh, questions that you want us to kind of discuss on the show, um, you can send them to uh, powercast at thecoalition.com. Um, you know that we'll, we'll have that in the description for you. It's also on the screen, um, and you could also send us a message on Instagram at it's at powercast show to find us on there um and you can also you know just comment on the youtube video also and then you know we might pick some stuff from there also to to, to discuss so uh definitely you know get engaged there uh big shouts also to kwame and robert silva for their continued support they're always hitting me up on twitter and everything so you know big shouts to them um but yeah that is uh pretty much it We'll be back next week, and um, also, you know, we, we we have some uh, we we have some other shows on there, some other reviews and things. So, so definitely check that out. We'll also be uh, covering Snowfall, which is coming up soon as well. So, so look out for that because I know a lot of uh, there's a lot of crossover, you know, with the the audiences with Power and Snowfall. People are always debating these shows, like which one's better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so look out for our thoughts on on Snowfall also coming up. But, um, yeah, we'll be back next week. Until then, take care of yourselves, people. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you then. Peace.